again. Big hit, Mac just did it again. There is a new SEC hit king, and his name is Jake Mangum. Seven strikeouts in a row for Will Bednar. That ball is into left field. Here comes Skinner. He's going to score. And a bases clearing triple for Tanner Allen. And this place is busting at the seams. See you later. Three run home run from Kellen Clark, and it's a blowout. I want to thank Coach Lamonis. You're going to bring the first national championship to this baseball program. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9 nothing. Welcome back, Bulldog fans, to the Talking Dogs podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Light, here with my co-host, Dogs Today. Uh, and I don't mean to say that I'm the main host, even though I am much prettier and taller. Um, but yeah, baseball season is upon us. This is your first baseball podcast of the year. Uh, it's my favorite time of the year because, as y'all know, it is my favorite sport to watch, Mississippi State play. Uh, lots of drama on Twitter recently uh, between the baseball groupies and the uh, fans of other sports that uh, people are, you know, lots of lots of Mississippi State in, in fan fighting, which is always fun to enjoy. Uh, mostly I stay out of it, but I like watching and looking. So... My friend here, Dogs Today, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. I don't know why you had to uh, talk about the way I look or the height that I happen to be, but that is neither here or there. I'm not going to give you the time of day. I'm going to talk about some baseball and some other things, uh, which is the whole point of this podcast. It's the reason this podcast was born. Um, you know, after 2021, uh, you know, you and I, uh, had always talked sports and we're like, you know what, Let, let's, let's record our time and let's record our altercations and our agreements and our arguments, even though we don't really have that many. And our, I guess our people like to complain and then just put it on a podcast. It's kind of what podcasts are nine times out of 10, I feel like, uh, but you know, some people have said, guys, I think that y'all are the reason that we have sucked the last two years in baseball. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Um, but if we miss the tournament again this year, I may consider uh, throwing this podcast in the garbage. <laughs> Who's saying that? I haven't heard that. But, I mean, I guess the timeline does kind of stack up, doesn't it, now that I think about it? So the, what I'm um, what I'm getting feedback from is uh, there's certain administration in the, in the baseball staff that has heard our our complaints and questions about the current baseball staff and blaming them and in turn they're blaming us so it's a typical uh, political altercation you know yeah. blame the other for what yeah so uh, that's where huh. we sit there so we'll uh, we'll see how um, how that plays out the, uh, through this year but um, word on the street is. A baseball roster is finally here, yep. and I think we should talk about it. I think we should. You know, it's been a long time coming. Lemo's been honeydicking us here for a while. Uh, the fact that we haven't had a roster until now is it's, uh, it's a little bit uh, sad. Uh, not sad, I guess frustrating for us because, you know, like we wanted to do a podcast a while ago. But, I mean, without a roster, it's – I mean, we kind of know who's going to be on there. But, you know, it's it's nice to have it when we talk about it. So. I guess getting into the nitty gritty here, um, the rosters, the rosters, uh, the rosters upon us, and so is opening weekend. I mean, we're t minus three days until there's baseball in the dude. I mean, I'm getting a little hyped. I'm starting to drink some Kool Aid, uh, and it scares me again, man. It scares me, but I am excited, and I think there's a lot of potential here in this roster that I'm looking at, and I think you know, hey, who's to say we can't? We can't have a decent year. I would like to have a decent year. I don't know about yourself. I, for one, am tired of shitty years. So yeah, yeah, I could I could work with a decent year. Um, but on that, and, and since you just said it, beyond a decent year, we we need we need better than that. We, we it doesn't have to be great. We don't have to win another title. We don't even have to make it to Omaha, even though that'd be nice. Uh, we simply need a, a good year. And I want to take just a couple of minutes and try not to hit the domino effect here. 
what is a good enough year for Lamonis to save his job? Because I'm not so sure that we saw eye to eye on this topic last time we had this conversation. Yeah, it's it's a topic that it's one of the few topics that I don't think we fully agree on all the time. Um, I guess I was definitely coming around to kind of seeing the way you, you saw it towards the end of last year just because of how we finished the year. And that's the biggest thing to me is how we finished the last two years. It's like we laid down and died, and that's just it's just disgusting in my mind. Um, but that being said, to answer your question, I almost don't want to – I mean, I there's a good part of me that says, yes, okay, let's put – the let's put the finish line at regionals or let's put it at super regionals or you know let's put an actual finish line somewhere that says okay if we get to this point then he has done well enough in the year to keep his job and then the other part of me says like trust me and 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 the the bare minimum is making the sec tournament and the ncaa tournament i think that's the bare minimum but as far as that goes beyond that putting a finish line in a and a checkered flag at the end that says he has to do this to, to save his job. I really think it's more of a, and I, I this this is going to sound stupid, but to me it's more of a feel thing in the sense of how are we playing baseball? How does our team look at the end of the year? And how we finish the end of the year? Because if we lay down and die for the third year in a row, then that is a coaching problem and something needs to change. You know, even if we do decent, you know, decent enough to make the SEC tournament or decent enough to make the NCAA tournament. But if we just get in there and just lay down and die and it doesn't look like we're playing baseball with any sort of fight or any sort of demeanor or any sort of want to play the game, then that to me just says there's a bigger problem in the clubhouse. It's not just pitching uh, injuries and that needs to be addressed. You know what I mean? Um, so I guess that's kind of the way I, I hesitate to put a checkered flag or a finish line at a certain point in the season, but I need to see improvement in the morale and in the way the team plays. Because like, look at 2021 or 2018 for that matter. That 2018 was down and out, buddy. We were one and seven in SEC play, but we never stopped fighting. Even through Omaha, we never stopped fighting. And like, even... I'm not saying like, yeah, like you said, do we have to make it to Omaha this year? No, I don't think so. But I want to see a team that's fighting for it anyway. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I'm really looking for this year because if it if it's like the last two years, then then something needs to change. But I like how we're in coaching hot seat discussions seven minutes into the first podcast of baseball season. So that's a great look for the rest well, of the season. Uh, Matt, Matt <laughs> it, we've been in co- coaching hot seat talk for the last two years no i I agree it's i get what you're saying but it and i'm not this is not me expecting i I think i'm gonna be more optimistic than you're expecting me to be when we get into predictions and we're not gonna like predict the whole season at this point we'll do our predictions like when we get to conference play but uh you know we can list our expectation now but getting specific we'll do that after we've seen you know speaking of that did i win that last year so, I can't. We tied, and then I don't. I think we had a side bet on Omaha, or or, or maybe just the playoffs. Well, oh. and I don't even remember what it was. Like I don't know if it was money oh. or whatever. But uh, we can. Well, what was the original bet for the the hot dog the, thing? The hot the hot dog, or at least for me it was. I don't know if you had a separate thing. If like if we had two different punishments, uh, I, think I think it was, it was the hot dog for both of us. Yeah. Um. So we, can, I mean, we can dig into that and, and figure out like something. Yeah, that's that's conference play. That's I was just wondering. Yeah. You know. Uh. So you know, back on the big picture here, and I've said this at least once before, probably a couple times. My biggest fear is we are obviously better. Um but we should have never been as bad as we were in the first place. And, and then we're, and that we're just a little above average. And then that's enough for him to keep his job. And then we just get stuck in this like fringe, uh, you know, like two seed regional team 
all the time. Right. Um, and part, and I, I think the boosters will clear this up, but part of that fear is uh, not even with the fan base. It's just with Zach Selman coming from Oklahoma, <clears throat> a football school, and somebody that understands money and marketing, and he knows that football is financially most important for the whole athletic department and that basketball is actually secondary and basketball has gotten better and, and, you know, filling the hump and establishing consistency there. And, uh, you know, football, but we are a baseball school. So, you know, how do you balance that line and, and cross that tightrope and keep everybody happy if, uh, if we make the regionals but lose in in, the, in our regional final, or because uh, if we if we host like this is the the scenario where that may happen is if we host, and that means we've had a solid year. That means we're around five hundred in conference play, and then say we lose in the regional finals, we have like a tough draw, and you know Campbell beats us in the regional finals or or ECU or something someone like that. Uh, and then we're like, oh, well, we had a good year. You know, it just, it just didn't work out in regional final. Well, we should never lose a regional final in the dude. The, the environment is just too good. That, that should never happen. Um, but I, I know I told you this. To me, end result is most important. If, if we don't host, I get it. Because this, the conference slate is tough. It, it's tougher than normal. And... If you have to go on the road for a regional, fine, but you better get to the supers. So to me, I would rather lose in the supers wherever it may be than host and lose in our own regional final. That's the way I see it. It's just baseball, man. Yeah. I mean, I see your point. I see your point. I mean, the fact, <clears throat> I guess – we should never lose a regional in the dude. I mean, that's kind of goes without saying like, yes, I understand that. I mean, the atmosphere is second to none. I mean, the, the energy in that place when we're playing postseason baseball in there is just crazy. We should never lose, but I'm not making excuses. I, I see your point. Um, and you know, we're just going to have to see how things shake out this year because I mean, we're going to be looking, I think both of us are going to be looking pretty hard at the way the team is coached this year. And, and, uh, you know, how things play out, you know, whatever. But it's baseball, man. It's crazy, and you never know what's going to happen and what's going to play out. So it'll be fun to watch. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to see what Justin Parker brings. Uh, because, first of all, the balls that he had to leave a good program like South Carolina and take a job knowing that it might be a one and done if if he doesn't perform yeah. you know because I, I we're gonna go as far as this this pitching uh roster the bullpen takes us i mean i, I i'm uh and we'll get into details i guess here in a second when we look at the roster i i'm i'm very confident in the lineup yeah um a couple of them need to be better on defense uh but i think you know our our biggest issue was addressed at third base yeah. So <laughs> that's what I'm about to say. You know, out, outside of that, like I don't even have the pitching uh, numbers pulled up from last year because I don't want to get a virus on my computer. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was literally a, pro- a program worst. It was a pro- worst pro- a program ERA in school history, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe it was. So, um, you know, let's uh, let's move that ERA from what it was like a high seven. I yeah, think it was, it was sickening. And in conference play, it was like a nine. Let, let's bump that. Let's bump that overall down to like I don't know a modest five, which is still not good. And then just see what the bats can do. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. And looking at the roster, I, I think we have an option, uh, opportunity to do that. I mean, if you want to, you know, start diving into some of these pitching guys we got in the transfer portal and some of the guys we got back from injury. I mean, it looks. Looks like as long as, you know, the pitching coaching holds up, I think we'll be okay as of right now. You know, we'll let, let's, let's talk fingers. about the rotation because, the, you know, we don't have the the set lineup, but we do have the uh, at least starting rotation. Uh, 
Friday, Nate Dome. Uh, Saturday, Cal Stevens, uh, the pit transfer, I believe. And then Sunday is Lou again, which is kind of where he ended Cal up. Cal Stevens is from Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. Purdue, Purdue. The other P word. I know the Pittsburgh yeah. is the, the catcher I really got, I think. Uh -huh. Um, any surprises there? I really expected, uh, Carson Ligon to be on Friday. So I'm hearing that he is dealing with a little injury. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. So Cal Stevens being on s Saturday, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I was kind of thinking it was either going to be um, – I, th I thought Ligon was going to go or um, – or uh, Use your words. Pico? No. You think Pico – I don't think Pico would be ready. Kobe Holcomb, maybe? Holcomb, yeah. I mean, I've got – I had a list here, and my, my starting rotation list that I thought could be good for us was, of course, uh, uh, Clegente, uh Kobe Holcomb, Nate Dome, Pico, Brady Lofton, and Carson Ligon. And I had Stevens as more of a bullpen guy myself. That's kind of where I was thinking he was going to be shining. So I, I hadn't heard anything about Ligon. If you, and, and where are you getting that information? Just because he's not in the starting lineup, that's why you think he might be? Uh, or you've heard I, something? I, I mean, no. I've heard some, some people that were at the scrimmages uh, say that he was dealing with something. I don't think it's anything serious, but I think it's like a couple-week thing. Um, and I don't even know that he won't be able to just, you know, come in relief for a couple innings. I'm not positive on that either. I just know he's not healthy enough to start at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's make sure let's, you know, hope it's nothing too serious there. Um, yeah, which, I mean, yeah. he was our, our big, our biggest get in the portal and it, it wasn't even close. I mean, especially on the pitching side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, so, I mean, as as far as the starting lineup goes, I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, rotation goes, I mean, I don't hate it. Uh, I I mean, I like, uh, I like Dome and I like Caligente, so we'll see. I mean, those two guys that we know we can depend on right now, and hopefully they've gotten a little are bit you, better since last year. calling him by his first name? Because I'm, I'm just calling him Lou from here on out. Lou. Okay, well, I'll, I'll call him Lou. I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's just, it's, just, tough. it's so, tough. It's a tough name. Yeah. It, it is definitely difficult. Um, but on, on Dome, you know, I think a lot of people expected Dome to be uh shut down closer again. Uh, um, but hearing that, you know, obviously he's, he was dominant, dominant fastball uh, last year. Uh, but from what I've been told, he's added a curve uh, and he's even added a change up. So he's got a good arsenal uh, going this year, you know, uh, on on paper anyway uh from what i've been told um parker really liked him parker said that this was the most talented uh pitching staff that he has ever worked with i think there's a lot of raw ability there and normally you would say oh that's coaching bias but something had to draw him to starkville yeah and I, you know, obviously the the history of the program, but like South Carolina, I mean, they've they've won titles too. Okay, yeah, like back they're to back titles. They don't have the same facilities. They don't have, you know, the backing of a fan base as much as state. But he had job security there, and Columbia, South Carolina is a pretty decent place to live. Um, so I don't think that he would have said that if at least it wasn't true to a degree. Yeah. Um, and we've yeah. known we've known that the past two yeah. years of how much talent we had in the pitching staff and how that's why it was so frustrating to see it all squandered away as much as we did. That's mm -hmm. that was the biggest frustration in my mind, at least. Yeah, and and honestly, I think a part of him saying that and and coming over here is how many times does a pitching coach get an opportunity to coach a guy that can throw from both sides? Yeah, that's true too. Um, Man, that's that's now, pretty one in a million. I I have a feeling that Lou is going to end up being predominantly right-handed. Um, but I think they're just going to leave him in the Sunday spot, and they're just going to see how it goes. Yeah, which is the, the direction they went last year. There's so much there, but sometimes less is more. Uh, you know, maybe it's hard to work and I know you can throw both hands, but there's only so much time in a day, you know, maybe you just pick your best gun and you just refine that until you get that at a, you know, 
max potential level and then after that you can start playing with uh no pun intended uh, you can start throwing with your left hand again and see uh you know maybe you can use that for an inning on a closing scenario on a day that you're not starting yeah um so you know there's options there that that's just a scenario that no pitching coach in the country has an opportunity to do but this guy that i'm aware of so that probably played into it as well um what what are your thoughts on on the Saturday guy? What what have you heard about him? Because you know his numbers, quite frankly, from Purdue were not awesome. Now, I mean, they weren't crazy good, but I, I believe I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he was shoving pretty good in the off season and some of the uh, I guess what do they do tournament ball or whatever they were summer ball summer ball whatever. Uh, apparently, he was he was putting up decent numbers there. Uh, I think he's got a heck of a slider to go with his fastball. I think his fastball is like mid-90s, I think. I don't think mm-hmm. it gets too much above the mid-90s. But uh, it's a pretty good little uh, uh, slider that he's got with it. So, you know, I've heard some good things about him. Uh, yeah, I mean, the numbers from Purdue aren't, you know, anything crazy. but Which I, I say that. He had a 5-2 ERA last year, and we had a team like 7.8 last year so i guess i should just cut him some slack because yeah. he still would have he still would have been better than than all but like maybe three guys on our team yeah um exactly. and he looks just like jonathan holder yeah i i, I kind of thought the same thing so I, I i you know i don't know a whole lot about him but i'm excited to see him because i mean i think he's definitely got some potential there and uh can definitely bring something to the clubhouse that uh that will help our team in the long run. That's but because of those numbers and because of some of that stuff, that's kind of why I was thinking he was going to be more of a relief guy than a, than mm-hmm. a starter. But you know, Hey, I'm not a coach and let's trust the new pitching coach. We'll see how it goes. I guess for now, at least trust him for as long as till we don't. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I kind of expected the lineup before I saw this. I was expecting Ligon to go on Friday. I thought Lou was going to be Saturday, and I thought this guy was going to be on Sunday. Um, so a little different from what I was thinking. Uh, but you know, I I think uh, Dome is is going to bring the juice and could be a huge year for him and his uh his draftability going forward. Um. You know, beyond that, who do you, who do you think is like our? We'll call it uh, and, and we this is assuming we don't know if if Carson's ever going to start, so I'm just going to leave him out of this. Who, who do you see being like this team's Preston Johnson, mm. or or Houston Harding? Yeah, just like a plug-in guy that can like, come like out and the, give you the, six, yeah, seven innings. And, mm-hmm. You know, he's going to give up a few runs, but he's going to keep it close the whole time, you know. And he's yeah, give and like you can put – you can pull, bring him in in a jam and like you're not even worried about it. Yeah. I mean, you're always worried in a jam, but like you have more confidence in this guy than anybody else. Uh, you know, if it's, you know, mid long mid-relief and you come in and like it's a 2-2 game, but they're ba- the bases are juiced and there's only one out. And you're like they could break the game open. Like, who who is that guy this year? And I mean, if you would have asked me that question before twenty twenty one, before I saw Houston and 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 uh, no, I forget his name. That you you just said it, uh, Preston. He, Preston, yeah. Uh, before I saw those guys that year, I mean, because they had been on the team the year before, but you know they weren't put into those situations as much the year before. So I probably wouldn't have even said them at, at the beginning of that year. So it's kind of hard to, to make predictions like that. But I mean, looking at who we have right now, I mean, there's just so many question marks because of, of the new guys that we have. And we have some really standout freshmen that I think are going to be pretty good for us this year, like Dotson and, and, and Stevens that, that we just haven't seen in it at all. So, you know, I can't really pen that down right now, but I would think, to answer your question, I mean, I would have to trust – I would trust Pico in that situation right now mm-hmm. because of that crazy fucking curveball that he has. Um, and uh, maybe Holcomb. I don't yeah. know. 
uh what about yeah. like i mean and, and my counter to what your point on 21 is like well in, in 2020 we only played 16 games yeah like <laughs> i don't i don't know if you uh remember was it, it correct me if i'm wrong did we go to dallas in 2020 as well to start the year I don't think so. I think it was just 2021. Okay. Well, I, I remember Landon pitching a little bit in 2020, and he looked good, but, like, we barely got to see him. And then come out in 2021, he's, like, the best closer in the country. I mean, we probably aren't surprised by that had the 2020 season play out. And, you know, I really think we were a top-five team in the country that year, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but, there, you know, we were set up for a bunch of surprises in 21 – because we did just didn't see the guys play right the year before really yeah uh, at least true. on the pitching side um you know so so i mean yeah i see what you're saying but it's a little different uh now um because a we're getting yeah, a bunch we, of guys back that are that have been hurt and we did B, not go to texas the newcomers. Okay. Uh, in 20 yeah. i i just looked that up i i couldn't remember i didn't think we did but yeah all right continue. um you know, Lofton is another guy that I think has a ton of potential. Um, you know, as far as ERA go, I, I would have killed for Aaron Nixon to come back this year, but he didn't. But uh, outside of him, uh, Bradley was second in the team in ERA last year. Uh, it it uh, a little over a three. Um, you know what role they decide to use him in. I don't know. I, I I think there's a lot of good pieces here, and there's a lot of possibilities of how you should put it together. Yeah. And I don't I don't know the answers, and they're gonna have to figure that out in the next three or four weeks, um, before LSU comes to town because you kind of need to have it pretty much in stone by then. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. But um, yeah. So. You know, that's kind of how the pitching is looking this year so far. I mean, there's, of course, there's a lot of question marks, but I, I think there's a, I think we got a good, good pitching staff this year that has a lot of potential. I'll say that potential. That's a lot. We have a shit ton of potential. Will it actually, you know, jump off the paper onto the field? We'll see. But uh, you want to go through uh, who you think will be in the lineup so far right now? Yeah. So I have, uh, I have, on drawn out uh, on what I think it'll be. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll start at catcher. Uh, I'm assuming Ross is still going to start to start the year. Um, but, you know, we did get a, a, a dude in the portal. We got um, two dudes in the portal. I, I couldn't remember if it was one or two. I knew we got yeah. two, two new ones, but I thought one from, was from high school for some reason. Um, we got Johnny Long and Jackson Owen, both of those guys. Uh, they both have catching experience and they okay, were one, one's from Pitt. yeah uh is that johnny i believe he is the one for Pitt. yes okay um and the other one's from where i don't know i'll have to look yeah johnny is from pittsburgh uh da, da, da. i think it's so cool seeing kellum's little brother on this roster Jackson Owen is from Northeast. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so I don't know as much about Jackson, uh, but I know that the Pittsburgh, uh, I know Johnny was really, really good behind the plate. I think he struggled hitting a little bit, but uh, I think he's really good defensive um, yeah. catcher. And, uh, and I, I think, think, I think it'll kind of be, you know, how like high Phil and, and Luke were last year. Like mm -hmm. Luke was the better defensive catcher but not throwing down to second base but he yeah you know he didn't have as many balls past him or whatever but yeah. um i mean from what we had last year and the depth of our catching staff to what it is this year i mean we have a lot more depth in that position this year and that just makes me feel a little bit a little bit better about it so i i i agree that i think ross will start but i think johnny will have his fair share of uh, starts behind the plate as well yeah, you know, you may see uh, – I'm sure Johnny will probably start the midweeks, um, which obviously we don't have one this week, so we we won't know that till next week. Uh, and, you know, if we're up, you know, 
seven to five in the eighth inning and uh you know it's um we, we don't have any more runs we got our closer out there you know johnny may come in and just assure that they don't get any free bases and free bags right um you know that that's definitely on the table uh beyond that i'm just gonna move around the diamond here a little bit uh at least on the weekends i would i'm gonna make a bold statement here that hunter hines is gonna start at first base that hunter hines in the lineup no way yeah i mean only 22 home runs last year um <laughs> Yeah, those are rookie numbers. What he bat like up. a he, what he finished with like a two ninety something? Two ninety seven. Two ninety seven yeah. with twenty two bombs. Yeah, four fifty one OPP. The guy hates baseballs. He does, man, and uh, I I really don't want him to go through because I mean he'll be in the MLB next year. I don't want him to go through his time here and everything that he has done been wasted and, and overshadowed because. If he if he doesn't get to it, make at least one good postseason run, he'll be forgotten. Even though he's gonna be, he's better than Elijah McNamee. But nobody ever in this fan base is gonna forget Elijah McNamee because the amount of big game winning hits that he made and the teams that he was on. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you know that's that, the that sad would, reality of, of team is. sports. You know, it's mm-hmm. just how it happens sometimes. But yep. No, Hunter. Hunter at first base. I have no quorums with that. That's that. He'll be our. He'll be our starting first baseman. And as far as second base, uh, I don't really see too many arguments against Amani Larry. I think he'll be our uh, our weekend starter at second base as well. I wouldn't say um, it's as safe though. Uh, I mean, who Dil- else do you got? Dylan Cup. Well, I think he's going to be. I, I I think he's going to be coming in and out between uh, shortstop with Mershon. That's kind of where I think Cubs going to kind of be. I don't know. In I my mean, opinion, they, they they could shuffle them. They could shuffle all three of them. Uh, That's true. Uh, you know, I I think Cup maybe gets some. I'll go ahead and spoil this one. I think he gets some DH time to start the year. And I know it's high school ball, but do you want to know what he batted last year? What did he bat last year? Five fifty. I mean, some might say that's pretty good. I, I I don't know, you know, the most about baseball, but from what <laughs> I do know, that is a good statistic to have on your side. Um, but yeah, man, you know, do you break do you break in a freshman and just throw him it short? I mean, we did it with we did it uh, last year. <laughs> Well, yeah, I forgot Mersh was a freshman last year. Uh, but that was if 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 the same reason for last year happens again this year, then then we got a problem. That's true. Uh, then it's just a mental flu going around shortstop. Um, that is still one of the weirdest things that ever happened. To one of our best defenders ended up being leading the conference in errors his junior year is just an anomaly. I it hope. Is. Yeah, I hope I hope it's an isolated event. Um, but yeah, so for the sake of of what we're doing here, I do think Larry will will start, and then moving on over, I, I, I would assume Mersh um, will start there as well. I just kind of hit hit on the stats here. Larry last year uh, hit two ninety seven. Um, his OBP was four fifty one. He has seven home runs. Mersh uh, hit two eighty. Uh, his OBP was four twenty seven. No home runs. Though. More of a small ball player. Uh, moving on to third base here, um, you know, the guy that we had to replace, Slate Alford, uh, you know, see you later, buddy. Um, Logan Kohler. Yep. The, the he guy came from, from Memphis. Memphis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Memphis. Came, came from Memphis. Started his career at Oklahoma, actually. Um, he was, uh, I think, second team all-conference last year uh, for Memphis. Uh, and he hit 330, OBP 404 with 11 home runs. Uh, the glove is really good. Yeah, I think um, and, he'll and, fit in just fine at third base for us. Yeah, yeah. As far I mean, honestly, the luck that we've had at, at third base just over the last decade plus, it seems like, um, has just been really weird as well. Uh, for a replacement goes, I think this is about as good as you could ask for. As long as he's good with the glove and just hits even decent. I mean, I'm not expecting him to hit 330, but if he hits 275, like, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um. Moving on to the outfield, uh, I got Bryce Chanson left. 
How about Agreed. you? Fresh okay. Uh, a guy that really um, popped off the the stat sheet last year and then dealt some injuries and kind of didn't really get to live up to his potential. Thinking Connor. And right. Oh, Bryce Chance. Uh, I'm I still talking about Bryce. I okay, mean, Connor, I thought we had moved to center. Excuse me. Uh, Con- so uh, Bryce hit 330, uh, 404 OVP, only two home runs. But uh, dude is just crazy talented. And when he gets hot, I mean, he's just he's on fire. Uh, I actually have Dakota in center field. I've seen people say both ways. This is just, I don't know. I, I, I Should he be in right and Connor be in center? But those are my two, two outfielders that we have left. Yeah, those are my also two outfielders, and I've got them swapped. I got Connor in center with DJ in right. But, you know, I, I, I mean, we saw DJ play center field last year. We know he can do it. He's a good defensive glove in the outfield. Uh, so it doesn't really matter where you plug those guys in, I don't think. But I, I think that's our outfield right now is Chance, uh, Connor, and uh, DJ. And, you know, kind of plug them in where you'd like. Was Dakota's, like, meme play, was he in center? I think it, yeah, I think he was. Okay, maybe put Dakota Jordan in right field. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think those are two good options. I mean, I'm not to, I'm not ever going to do the summer ball thing again, like we did with Slate Alford for like two or three years. Um, but I will say, I think Connor had a great summer, uh, and has just kind of been waiting for his opportunity uh, to to shine. So you know. I hope that works out for him. I think he, I think he's due, and he, uh, he went to VCU prior to a couple yes. years ago, I think, uh, and I think he did fine there. Um, you know, do you have Cup at the DH spot, or you, you have someone else in mind? You know, I this Cup is a good DH spot. I didn't know that he had hit that well in high school, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't really have anybody in the DH spot, to be honest. I was kind of just looking around and. Um, now that you've made the argument for Cup, it lo- looks pretty good to me. <laughs> it's a, I think it's a good place to uh, to start. I mean, there's there's no reason not to just give him a chance and yeah, work him, him in. Get him some bats. You know? um, yeah, well, uh, you know, if, on paper, this is a lineup that doesn't really have, have a weakness. I mean... You know, we're it looking doesn't at have it. a lane he, Forsyth right now. At do, least, do you do you want to try and fill one through nine here? No, not right now. <laughs> but uh, I will say, would... looking at the lineup, I mean, I mean, we saw more than half of these guys last year, so we know that they can put the bat on the ball. You know, we don't have to do we don't have to do one through nine, but give me one through four. Well, I don't fucking know. Dylan Cup, I don't know. Is he a power hitter? Is he not? I don't know. No. Um, he's, he's more rowdy. Think Rowdy Jordan. Well, then he's my like leadoff guy if he's Rowdy Jordan. If that's the okay. that's just the thing you're gonna give me. Um, hmm. I I'm gonna put. I mean, four of course, Hunter Hines. I mean, mm-hmm. so I'm looking for a two and a three guy that I can get on base. You know, mo- maybe move that runner. From first to third at some point. Uh, give me. I've got mine. You've got yours. Okay, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, give me. All right, so we got Cup leading off. Give me. Mershon at two and. Logan Kohler at three. You're crazy. Why? Why would you not put Dakota Jordan at three? Because I want him at five. I went Cup, Bryce, DJ, Hines. And the argument could be made for Cup, Larry, DJ, Hines. Shit, I forgot about Larry. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> Bryce hit 330 and 444. Yeah. Larry didn't average it. As well, but his OPP is better, yeah, slightly, and he's got a little more. He's got more power. You know, Larry has, I mean, it's and more speed once he gets on base. That's also true. So, 
Yeah, no, I, you know, I like it. And, and Amani, he led off for us, uh, I know, to start the year last year. He uh, led off for us for most of the year last year. Um, yeah. So, uh, but he didn't always hit like he should have. Um, he was he was one of those guys that was either really hot or really cold as well. Yeah, he was very streaky. But, I mean, that's just baseball. But he was more so than some of the other people. But I, I agree. Yeah. No, but, they, yeah, that's 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 good. But, yeah, so, I mean. Looking at the lineup, I mean, I guess we're kind of through it so far, but I mean, I guess we've kind of already touched on it right now, but I mean, looking at the lineup, it looks solid at the moment, you know, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like there's no, there's not a Lane Forsyth glaring weakness in our batting rotation in my mind. Like you, I mean, you just said that, That, that's what I agree with. Um, And in pitching, you know, that's a more of a wait and see game, but I think there's a lot of potential. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I think, I think we've got a good squad here. And as long as the coaching holds up, I think we'll be a competitive baseball team this year. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. So, you know, going on from here, you, do you want to just like look at the schedule as a whole, like no, no predictions, just kind of like, you know, big weekends, you know, address the non-con. I mean, it's pretty easy. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, we can. I mean, so we start the week. I mean, this is opening weekend this week against Air Force. It's going to be kind of gloomy and cold, but uh, it should be fun. I mean, really, I'm just looking through. I mean, then Austin P, Georgia Southern State, Mount St. Mary. Have we played them before, right? I think we have. Mount St. Mary's? I'm yeah. Sure. Um, and then, so we play Southern Miss as the first, like, kind of, game that piques my interest that's at pearl mm. which is gross i don't know why we keep playing there but we hey, play that it's, it's gonna be on tv though apparently oh well lottie uncle tom dot we've gotten into the 21st century down in there in jackson um so that's march 5th then i'm just looking through so i don't really care i mean then we play evansville in starkville but then is where sec play starts and that's about we get LSU in Starkville, which is nice. And then in College Station, that's a little scary. Uh, Florida and Gainesville, also a little scary. Georgia will be the first SEC weekend that I get to go to, so that'll be exciting, but that's in Starkville. Um, Ole Miss, I may get to go to that series because I'm here in Oxford. Isn't that exciting? Uh, Vanderbilt and Nashville, that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be a good series, I think. Then Ole Miss at Pearl, again, gross. Alabama, Starkville, Fayetteville, Arkansas, and Starkville for Missouri to finish out the year. So, oh, no, finish out the year. What the hell am I talking about? I I have something weird on this schedule that I've never seen before. Tell me if I'm wrong. The Super Bowl Dog weekend's the last weekend of the series? No. Of the year? It's a little weirder than that. Hey, wait. April? We, pl- we May. play. It's not- Why is this different? Hold up. Okay, I'm looking at this schedule and it's all out of whack. Super Bowl Dog weekend is not the last weekend. It is yeah, Missouri. I I That's what I thought. Okay. Uh, yeah, what are, you, what are you talking about? We play Memphis twice in two different midweeks. One in Starkville, March 19th. And we play them in Memphis. Oh, we did. On April 23rd. Yeah, I mean, we schedule them every year, but it's only one game, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, we play them all the time, but I've never, I don't remember ever playing a midweek against the same opponent twice twice in a season. Yeah, that is interesting. That, that wasn't like a double, like a Tuesday, Wednesday game against the same team, like, yeah, apart. Yeah. Like, right. like, yeah, this is a month apart and it's home and away. Like, that, like, what? What yeah, that is that is interesting. That? I haven't seen that before either. Maybe they're mad. Maybe they're mad because oh yeah, I forgot Brayland Fuller. went there and yeah, we took their third baseman. So is is he still there? That's what I was wondering. If he's got a year, he's doing if, well. If he's got a, another year of eligibility, I don't see why he wouldn't be. To be honest, let me look on. Um... 
says he played uh, summer ball last summer. And he even he even pitched for them <laughs> for an inning. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no earned runs either, though. That's 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 hilarious. Um, what a story. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess uh, I need to look at their roster. You know, it's uh, good that other teams had their. Uh, their rosters out prior to we were the last team in the conference. Hmm. That's about right. We're just embarrassed. That's the problem. Understandable. Well, it's two days, three hours, twenty six minutes, and ten seconds till first pitch. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, man. I mean, has the anxiety started to set in with you yet? Yeah, it has. I am getting to go to the games this weekend, though, so that will be fun. Um, but yeah. So, anything else burning a hole in your mind you'd like to speak about before we can adjourn here? I've got one more thing I'd like to bring up, but uh, just wondering um, if you got anything. Side note: I I did not see Braylon on their roster, so I guess he's you know balling uh, somewhere else at the moment, minor league maybe. Hopefully, Good hopefully you're doing well, you, Braylon. Sir. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. So yeah, I mean that's all. That's all I got on. Um, on people, uh, you know, I would have yeah, Air Force was 28 and 31 last year. Um, we weren't much what better. happened. We weren't much, better. we actually weren't better. I think we were like 26 and 25 or something. Uh, <laughs> when's the last time we swept on opening week, opening weekend? Like we swept the opponent on opening weekend. Wasn't wasn't last year? Wasn't the year before? Um, opening weekend, twenty twenty one. We went two and one. That was in Dallas. Twenty twenty. I don't really remember. I'm pulling up twenty twenty right now. Yeah, we swept in twenty twenty. Right state. Who? Right state. Oh, it's okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, you know, and not, not that that's indicative because, like, 2018, yeah, like, we got swept by Southern. Um, yeah. You know, that was Andy's whole dugout fiasco. Um, But, like, I mean, if we go two and one this weekend, like, are you going to freak out or does it depend? It depends on how we go two and one. I'm not going to freak out just because we go two and one. I mean, of course, I would like to sweep. It's hard to sweep in baseball, even non-conferences. But. It, it it depends. I'm not gonna freak out. It depends on how we lose that game, or yeah, you know. especially with the temps and always like we we've said this a million times, and it's not news in the baseball community. Uh, pitching doesn't really improve that much throughout the year, but hitting does. So if we you know win the series and then like on Sunday we lose the game like two to one, like I'm not. I'm not going to freak out. But if, like, each game we win, like, 9-7, 10-8, uh, and then lose the third one, like, 7-10, I'm going to I'm gonna freak out. I'll just go ahead and let you know. <laughs> well, that kind of comes down to what I was saying. It depends on how we lose the game. But yeah. let's, not, let's not talk about that. Let's not lose the game. Let's win the games. Let's win all the games. That Let's go be, undefeated um, this year. I would like that. <laughs> Matt, if, if that happens, I, uh, I'll sell my kidney. Dude, if and... we go, if we went undefeated, like we, I know this would never happen, but if we went undefeated and won every single game, did not lose a game, and then went 0-2 BBQ at Omaha, would you kill yourself? In Omaha, yeah, I mean, no, but if that happened in like the regional against, I don't know, Texas or no Tennessee Tech, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, okay. Well, it's funny. It's, it's funny you said Tennessee Tech because that's the last thing that I would like to bring up because you know it's the week before opening season of baseball, which is like it's it's kind of like the the smaller version of egg bowl week, I guess 
because I've seen a lot of yip yapping on Twitter about you know between Ole Miss and Mississippi State fans, and I know some of it's some of it's just uh, put on there just to get you know get people riled up and stuff. But it is funny because like you know Ole Miss fans, they really they really want to try to be you know on the same level as baseball as we are, and that is funny to me because like their arguments are never we are better than you. Their arguments are always your achievements don't mean anything. Like they're you know it's like oh there's an asterisk beside your college world series or oh you know blah 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 you know that doesn't mean anything unless you win the whole thing and and stuff like that you know stupid arguments to demean what we've done because they haven't even done as much as we have you know so and and that's what's funny to me and it it's just kind of funny because. That's the only argument that they have because, I mean, we've been to 12 College World Series. They've been to six. Matt, Matt. What? They don't even deserve this conversation right now. It just pisses me off, you know? That's that's the point. Vegas is good at what he does. It's not okay? even Vegas. This is not even who I'm talking about. It's, it's just the it's... same fan base that claims a national title from 2020 and a, or, a, or a College World Series appearance of a College World Series that didn't even exist. Okay? They have a, have a 2000 three uh sec west banner in their football stadium and they didn't even go to the sec championship game <laughs> i know it's just it's it's infuriating to me it gets me riled up when it's baseball like i can let most of the other stuff go but like baseball we are so far above them and it they just they just it gets to me man i'm not even gonna lie to you it, it gets to me and I try to hold my tongue, but there's just no arguing with them, you know? Matt, where were you eight years ago? Eight years ago? In 2015, what were you doing? Uh, graduating high school. And so, like, spring of 2015 was, like, your senior year of high school? I graduated, no, I graduated in fall of 2015. So, okay. spring of 2015 would have been would have been, you know, freshman semester of college, I guess. Okay, I didn't, I didn't realize you graduated high school in the fall. But anyway, my point is, did I not? How does high that, school work? Uh, well, I mean, sometimes if you're ahead in credits, you can graduate in the fall. But oh, that's then I must have done it in the spring. I don't fucking remember, dude. I don't okay, remember. Uh, congrats on your achievements. But <laughs> point being, wherever you were. And you can't even remember, which is kind of my point. <laughs> that was the last time they took a series from us. Yeah, I know. I know. So, and, I mean, we have every argument, and all they have is nan-nan and boo-boo. Yours doesn't mean anything. You know, I understand that, but it still gets to me. You can't let it, man. I know. Just, I, I, I've, they're just so pretentious, and it upsets me. They're pretty persistent, and um, that's what that's what little brothers tend to do. You're right. Just, You're right. We're better than that. Uh, yeah. So you know, schedules as a whole. What, was that your last point? Well, I had a whole spiel that I was going to go into, but you you talked me off. It. You talked me it. off the ledge, and I'm glad you did because you're right. They don't deserve it, and they don't deserve my time. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm not going to go through the whole schedule. I was just trying to see if there was anything cool on the docket for the weekend, but uh, there is one ranked matchup. And it is Tennessee and Texas Tech. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. And uh, I will be watching Tennessee all season, just in case we have to grab their coach at the end of the year. <laughs> You're watching them like a hawk, huh? And I used to say I didn't want Tony B, and I've got talked to myself after they got back to Omaha last year and won a game or so that I'd be fine with getting back to Omaha, so... That's where I stand on that, Bulldog fans, just in case you weren't sure. This is Talking Dogs. It's baseball season. Oh, before we get out of here, I have an important thing to bring up that I recently learned on a flight yesterday. Baseball season is synonymous, synonymous uh, at least it was in college, with darties and crawfish boils, right? Did you know that because of the drought this year, that crawfish are going to be way more expensive 
than they have been in the past. Like a big bag of crawfish that would usually cost 80, 90 bucks is now going to be over $300. We have a crawfish shortage in Mississippi, ladies and gentlemen, and that's not something to take lightly. Uh, yes, Matt, I was aware of this, and I think the rest of the state was as well, to be honest. Well, I, you know, had, I was just thinking about crawfish the other day, and that's when I found out about it, and it's pretty sad, to be honest. Yeah, so my dad, he drove down to uh, New Orleans for a meeting uh, last week, and he was like, yeah, uh, on the way back up, he's going to come stay the, at my house the weekend. He was like, on the way back up, uh, you know, I'll stop and get some some mud bugs and uh, some shrimp and, and all that, and we'll, you know, we'll cook Friday. And I said, Dad, uh, you know, he lives in South Dakota now. I said, Dad, uh, you're not going to want to do that when you look at the the crawfish prices. I say you just need to get get double just double the shrimp and we'll make gumbo. So he did, and he he saw the prices. He said, "Yep." I I uh and then he went and spent like two hundred dollars uh at the butcher instead of getting you know three hundred dollars worth of crawfish. Like like in in no world is crawfish overrated, Matt? Like the the experience is definitely not, but the food itself, just the crawfish, is it overrated? This might be the most important topic of the day. Uh, depends on how you cook it, in my opinion. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I mean, because of how some people talk about it, it may be slightly overrated, just as the food. But the whole ensemble of boiling crawfish with your bros and drinking cold beer and playing beer die and watching baseball that there's no way you could ever overrate that of course no i know know that's not what you said we're sitting aside from the experience the experience is a top five experience in american culture but the the food just the crawfish because honestly when i'm at a crawfish bowl and i'm i'm you know browned out and you know, I, I, we just came off the table after, after like a seven-game winning streak, and I'm like, I need nutrients that's not Coors Light. I'm going to the table. I'm hitting like three or four fat crawfish, getting my, you know, real hot, and then I'm eating potatoes pretty much the rest of the time. Well, I mean, crawfish, it's it's not really a food for nourishment. Like, no, I mean, if you're talking about a food to bring you out of a drunken stupor or a food to get keep you nourished for the rest of the day, then no, crawfish is not that food. And 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 in that sense, yeah, it would be overrated. But that, I don't think that's ever been the 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 norm. I, I feel like crawfish is one of those things. It's like a delicacy. You know, you, you, you eat it because of the flavor and because of how good it is, not because of what you're getting in return of it from nourishment and 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 fulfillness in how full you are in your stomach because crawfish you can sit there and eat a million crawfish and not be full you know well i've had a five pound bag before like i understand that but i i guess there's also a trade-off in the work to reward and like this is the same same, same argument that i have with crab legs like i think crab legs are overrated as hell i mean yeah they're they're, they're, they're a lot of work they are a lot of work i mean crawfish i think even more so or more work for even less Less reward unless you well, cook them dirtier. Uh, yeah, unless you cook them really well, and they and they, you know, every time you pinch the tail, it, the meat just pops out. But I feel like if you get a batch of crawfish that someone didn't cook well, and they're small, and you're having to, you know, pick through all the tail skin to try to get to any of the meat, and then when you do, it's so small. Then I can definitely see how that would be overrated for what you know, they've kind of grown into recently or not recently, but you know what they, what the stereotype of them is. And there's also like in college, definitely nobody purges them correctly. Right. Or some people don't at all. And that, that does play into it. But anyway, just wanted to get, get your thoughts there. If you're listening and you agree or disagree, feel free to comment. Uh, because I have, this has been on my mind like the last three that I've been to. I'm like, you know, this is a lot of work. And then obviously with the prices, I was like, nobody's going to do this anymore. Like, it, Not it, this I mean, year. I, I feel like they're, they're definitely going to be looking into other darty options for this year because, I mean, that's that's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't 
but it, that's that goes back to the experience. It's just not going to hit different. Oh, we're having a shrimp boil this weekend. Yeah. Oh, lame. Yeah. How cool. can I, how can I get fired up to play beer die in in, in a situation a like that? In that boil. in that economy? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Thanks, Joe Biden. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, so uh, good, good convo, good point, and um, man, I guess we'll see y'all next week, and things will either be positive or negative. I can promise you it'll be one or the other. All right, we'll see y'all next week.